said it twice let's go we are locked and loaded on the shooting straight radio podcast this is the podcast all about firearms and the second amendment and all things pertaining thereto also known as second amendment university and i am royce your host and professor emeritus of second amendment studies Pouring it to you from both barrels with 100% felt recoil and no suppressor, and all while being saturated heavily with gunshot residue, toxic masculinity, and a faint yet wildly tantalizing whiff of the cologne of my people, Hops Number 9. Hey, check me out at ShootingStraightRadio.com. You can catch all of the episodes there. They're auto-loaded there from iHeartRadio. Plus, you can shoot me an email there, Royce at ShootingStraightRadio.com. Speaking of emails, thank you, Tim Spaulding in Indiana, for your encouraging email. I sincerely appreciate that, brother. Uh, And thank you to all the listeners in Indiana. Apparently, I've got quite a few up there. And uh, you guys rock. I really appreciate you listening to this program. Please spread it around and get the word out. And thank you for keeping and bearing arms. I want to remind you of the Voice of the Blue podcast. That's also on Buzzsprout, where I uh, where I load uh, this program to, and it is some very riveting interviews with some of uh, the uh, police officers, local and literally all over the country. And uh, you, uh, it's really, uh, it's really been a you know a challenge, and yet also very eye opening to hear these people give their accounts of their years of service behind the badge. It'll put the human face back on the profession for you. And I hope you will listen in on that. It's brought to you by the American Police Hall of Fame, who also sponsor this program. All right, well, let's get into some things. First of all, you remember recently the Bruin decision, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, and where New York's may issue uh, permit law was struck down rightfully by a very good constitutional decision. 
And essentially what New York was telling its residents is you have to show us a good reason for exercising your right to keep and bear arms. Well, good reason for me would simply hand would be to simply hand the inquiry, the inquiring authorities, a uh, copy of the New York times or any other local paper there that shows the spiking crime wave and say, there's my reason right there. I'm not required to be, a victim in waiting. I don't care what you say. I have every right to exercise my rights. Well, apparently it took a Supreme Court decision to straighten New York out. And we've been watching the implosion and the reaction to that decision now uh, over the weeks and months um, thereafter. And New York passing its, um, its new laws and everything basically uh, making the restrictions against people carrying firearms even more restrictive and even uh, more draconian and telling them, well, just pretty much all of New York is a, uh, is a gun-free zone. It's a sensitive area, and you cannot carry there. People have been afraid to carry firearms for fear of wandering into one of these um, sensitive places that have been thus declared by these new laws that New York uh, created. Uh, and, and it's funny how these totalitarians, they just love to presume themselves to be the ruling party over the people. And when the Supreme Court comes along and says, no, you don't have the right to do that, they throw a tantrum and turn around and say, all right, we're going to pass even worse laws and we're going to make it such a patchwork that you'll be afraid to freely exercise your rights. And that's exactly what they've been doing. It's, I, I tell you now, these totalians, totalians, oh, that may be the mafia. The totalitarians <laughs> don't like having their power taken away from them. They don't like, they like having all the political power. They like being the ones at the top. That way they can be as corrupt as they want to. And, you know, nothing happens to them, but boy, they will certainly nail you to the wall for wandering into one of those sensitive areas, carrying a firearm when you simply want to exercise your right and defend yourself and or your family. Well, here's an article from Chris Pandolfo, who's writing for The Blaze. A federal judge has once again had to give New York a good smack upside the head and a good kick in the butt. And he struck down major parts of the state's gun control law, the new ones they've been passing, and saying flat out they're unconstitutional, which we all knew already, but he's affirming that. And he was a U.S. District Judge Glenn Sudeby. Uh, and on Thursday, he issued a ruling uh, that um, for, against the new requirements on background checks for gun permits, including the very exceedingly controversial provision requiring applicants to uh, essentially disclose their social media history over the last three years, he said that cannot be enforced. Good. Good decision, Judge Sudeby, or it might be Sudeby. It's S-U-D-D-A-B-Y. He is a U.S. district judge, and that was his ruling. Uh, also, he said that... Um, the restrictions on carrying firearms in so-called sensitive locations on public and private properties were also declared unconstitutional. Good. They are. 
this man has some constitutional sense about him. And, you know, I tell you, it, it, a lot of times I look at the news, or at least what uh, the news that they want us to see. We don't get it all, that's for sure. Uh, and it looks like, man, we're always swimming against the tide. Are they just going to push us and push us until we have to come out swinging? And then we hear about sensibility in a court like this, Mr. Judge Glenn Sudeby. And I think, well, hallelujah, there is some hope for the judicial system yet. So good job, uh, Glenn Sudeby, Sudeby, however you pronounce your name. He uh, delayed the implementation of his decision by three business days to give the state time to appeal. And he issued a temporary restraining order that would block essentially six provisions of the law, the Concealed Carry Improvement Act. Well, it didn't improve concealed carry. It didn't improve the free exercise of the right to keep and bear arms, of course, because, you know, the totalians would never want to. Did I say it again? Totalians? Totalitarians. Hey, all of you Italian people out there, that is not a slam on you, I assure you, okay? I am half Italian, so take it with a grain of salt. But the totalitarians, <laughs> they don't like um, they, they don't like these things being ruled against them like this. And he's got a, uh, a, a temporary restraining order against the implementation and the enforcement of the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, the CCIA. Uh, the only thing that law did was work in favor of the ruling party and the criminals on the street. In other words, the criminals in high and low places. Well, the first provision that he declared unconstitutional was, again, that requirement that the people who are applying for the license to carry, they, they provide evidence that demonstrates they have good moral character. Now, you heard me on this program say essentially what Judge Sudeby or Sudeby said uh, in his remarks on this. And I said, why is it that, we, that the people of New York have to prove that they are not criminals when it's the state's job to prove they are? And that's essentially what Judge Sudeby said, too. He said the burden of proof lies on the state licensing agency to show that an applicant does not have good moral character. So what the state licensing agencies have been doing is saying, we are going to do a deep dive into your character and you will assist us in this audit of your past. You will bring us all this information for us to delve through and we will make a decision based on what criteria we don't know, but we'll make it up as we go and we'll tell you if we think you are yeah, a person of good enough moral character to carry a firearm. Hmm. I'm going to let you know a little later that Mr. Bruin himself, the state police superintendent, turns out he is not of good moral character. Maybe he shouldn't be carrying a gun as a state police superintendent. I'll tell you a little about I'll tell you about that a little bit later on, okay? So soon to be shot that down. He says, you can't demand that they prove to you that they're law-abiding citizens. You have to prove that they're not. And unless you have a record against them that shows they have a history of criminality, then you have nothing to say about it, and you better issue this permit. That's essentially what it boils down to. Uh, New York is essentially saying, you're a criminal, 
and you possess low moral character until you prove to us otherwise. Hmm. I wonder if we applied the same standard to people running for public office, how well that would go. Hey, yeah, exactly. Back to the article, it says Sudeby's decision also said that the state cannot require applicants to meet in person with the licensing officer. They cannot force the applicant to disclose the names and contact information of all adults residing in their homes. Yes, because that was a requirement or force them to provide a list of all current and former social media accounts from the past three years as the Post Standard reported. My goodness, isn't that crazy? Name any other right where you're required to offer up this manner of proof of your character in order to freely exercise it. Uh-huh. Well, Royce, they're just trying to keep New York safe. No, they're trying to maintain the balance of political power in their favor. I'm going to say it again. All political power comes from the barrel of a gun. And if you are not armed, you don't have any political say. You have no political power because the ruling party with all the guns will come point them at you and say, you and your vote are hereby nullified. You want to make something of it? And what are you going to do? Well, armed people can say no and enforce that no if they have to. All right, so now you know. And see, the ruling party there in New York, especially New York City, they don't like having to give up any of their ill-gotten authority They presume themselves to be the ruling class, and you will obey. Why? Because you're unarmed and you have to obey. We said so. We'll bring the power of the state against you. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. The article continues. The judge also said the law's definition of a quote-unquote sensitive location where guns are impermissible is unconstitutionally broad. Amen. De facto gun-free zones can only be enforced in government administration, uh, administrative buildings, I'm sorry, polling places, public areas restricted to general access for special events through permits, or any public or private educational facilities, so to be wrote. Democratic lawmakers rushed to pass the concealed carry improvement, it, that, that's the name of the law, is such a farce. It's such a joke. My goodness, you're not improving concealed carry. You're improving your political power. They rushed to pass the Concealed Carry Improvement Act in July uh, after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a, a century-old New York law requiring gun owners to show proper cause uh, to carry a concealed weapon outside of their homes. The high court said the law was unconstitutional in a rule that effectively ended the May issue requirement for concealed carry licensing, uh, guaranteeing that states shall issue concealed carry licenses to firearms owners who apply for them. Now, Democrats have decried this decision, of course. Governor Hochul has sworn on the altar of her vengeance to enact another gun control law. 
that which go what she says right up to the line in terms of what is legally permissible. Uh, again, why? There's only one thing that makes sense that explains why she and her fellow totalitarian wannabes do this. It is not to fight crime. The people they're enacting these things against are the lawful citizens who simply want to be able to defend themselves. There is no other explanation for them to sit there and imply that concealed carriers are going to go on some sort of shooting rampage and crime spree if they allow them to freely exercise their rights is an insult. It is a flagrant insult. It's denigrating them. It's, it's basically saying you don't have moral character that we find agreeable. We think you're going to be a criminal and you're just going to take license if we allow you to freely exercise this right and you are going to go do bad things with your gun. That's the only reason you want a gun. And we know that's a big screaming, steaming pile of bull fertilizer. You better believe it. So, um, of course, gun rights groups, especially GOA, uh, had a... High praise for Judge Sudeby, Sudeby. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but Eric Pratt, whom you've heard on this program before, he made a great statement. He said, anti-gunners like Kathy Hochul and Eric Adams lied and misrepresented the Second Amendment to the courts, putting New Yorkers at a great disadvantage in the midst of rising crime. We are grateful to Judge Sudeby for his quick action to restore the right of the people to keep and bear arms. Once the temporary restraining order goes into effect, GOA encourages New Yorkers to exercise their rights and to defend themselves and the ones they love. Amen, Eric Pratt. God bless you for saying that. And yes, the, the best way to keep your rights strong is to exercise them vigorously. We'll be right back with more Shooting Straight Radio podcast and a look at the left's reaction to Judge Sudeby's uh, decision. And it is predictable and comical, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Captain Rob and the Listener Retention Squad is on standby. Don't forget. The Shooting Straight Radio Podcast is proudly sponsored in part by The Gun Sight in Merritt Island with a nine-lane, 25-yard indoor shooting range, handgun and machine gun rentals, a fully stocked gun store with plenty of long guns, handguns, ammunition, and accessories to choose from. They're your one-stop shop in Merritt Island for all things necessary to responsibly exercise your Second Amendment right. Check them out at gunsightrange.com or stop by in person at 125 South Banana River Drive. And make sure you tell them that you heard about the Gunsight on the Shooting Straight Radio Podcast. Freedom Guns in Rockledge, just north of Rockledge High School, on the opposite side of the road, 1255 Florida Avenue, Suite A. You can check them out at freedom-guns.com. And better yet, just stop in there in person and meet Mike and his son, Mike, and Dennis and the rest of the crew out there. 
got a great selection of handguns, bomb guns, ammunition, accessories, holsters, magazines. What are you looking for? Mike and the boys got you covered out there at Freedom Guns. If you need a nice big Liberty safe to stow all them guns in, well, he offers those too. He's got a floor full of them out there you can look at, and he offers free delivery and installation. Again, check them out at freedom-guns.com. When you stop down there, or if you're out of state and you call and maybe order a gun from him and have it shipped to your dealer, make sure you tell him you heard about him on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. The American Police Hall of Fame, proud sponsors of the Shooting Straight Radio podcast. Who are we? We're the keepers of the history of individual law enforcement officers. We are a facility that honors the fallen and supports their families. We are a training facility that teaches civilians how to be their own first responder. We are a venue that offers free tactical and strategic training for sworn officers. We are a great place to visit and learn. Go to APHF.org to find out more. Hey, y'all. Rock and Rod from Stickerman here. As y'all know, I am a licensed gun dealer. So if you're looking for firearms, you need to sell some, like to trade some, you can reach me at 561-445-0429. You know it, I know it, everybody with a brain knows it. Some just don't feel quite right right now. Trust your gut, folks. Take care of each other. And never forget, taxation is theft. Cigarette, godfather of the dirty hippie mafia. Sicario's Gun Shop buy, sell, or trade firearms, purchase Class 3 NFA items, custom builds, gunsmithing, and cleaning, Liberty Gun Safes. Sicario's Gun Shop fully supports our military and law enforcement. Visit online at sicariosgunshop.com or in person at 5325 North Wickham Road, Suite 105 in Melbourne, Florida. Sicario's, where you come first for your second. Yes, huge thank yous to the Gunside in Merritt Island, Freedom Guns in Rockledge, the American Police Hall of Fame, Rock and Rod Rao, and Sicario's Gun Shop. I really appreciate you guys continuing to, uh, to support and sponsor this program. All right. Now, of course, we were just talking in the first segment about the uh, Judge Sudeby striking down the state of New York's new idiotic law, the Concealed Carry Improvement Act, which did nothing of the sort. And, of course, we knew the reaction would be weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. And that is exactly what has happened. And here's an article by Cam Edwards out of BearingArms.com. By the way, great source for uh, to stay up to date on uh, things, all things Second Amendment. Also, ammoland.com and thetruthaboutguns.com. Great places to find uh, updates on things just like this. The left is apparently lashing out after the judge pretty much gutted New York's latest gun control laws. And the article goes like this. As expected, New York Governor Kathy Hochul And other officials have appealed yesterday's decision by a U.S. district judge granting a temporary restraining order against many components of the state's new Concealed Carry Improvement Act, with Attorney General Letitia James lashing out at the judge 
and vowing to fight for the safety of every New Yorker by um, making it nearly impossible for them to legally keep and bear arms in self-defense. Yeah. And yes, I was reading that verbatim from the article here by Cam Edwards at BearingArms.com. And that, that, that's the perfectly perfect way to state that. What do you mean you're going to fight for the safety of every New Yorker? How do you do that when you have district attorneys who are letting them run free, releasing them multiple times throughout a day sometimes, releasing them after violent felonies, not even charging them any bail money, but you're fighting for the safety of every New Yorker? Uh, how? By stripping them of their means to defend themselves? Of course. You know, again, if it doesn't make sense, look at the root of it. And the root of it, again, is Miss Letitia James and Governor Hochul are part of the ruling class in New York. They want to have all the political power that comes from the barrel of a gun. They don't want the citizenry to have it. They want to continue to keep treating them like slaves on the plantation, taxing the living tar out of them. Uh, you would not believe the taxes New Yorkers have to pay, especially in New York City, and the property taxes and all the other taxes here, a tax tax here and a tax tax there. Here a tax, there a tax, everywhere a tax tax. It's craziness. I mean to tell you tens of thousands of dollars a year just in property taxes alone. I mean, it's crazy. So what do you want? Well, you, I want people that are not able to say no to me if I'm a totalitarian. I don't want you being able to, to resist anything that I want to inflict upon you, especially draconian taxation or any other thing. So I want you unarmed. I want you to stay that way. I don't want you to be able to defend yourselves against uh, well, I'm not too, you know, I don't care about you on the street. I don't care if you get mugged or killed. doesn't matter. As long as you are not armed and present yourself as a political force equal to me, then I don't care what happens to you on the street. That's what it really boils down to. New York authorities uh, blasted Judge Sotheby's ruling in a statement. Governor uh, Kathy Hochul said that it was deeply disappointing that the judge wants to limit my ability to keep New Yorkers safe and to prevent more senseless gun violence. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask the obvious question here, and I think you probably already know what it is. Are you saying that if you let law-abiding people freely exercise the right they were born with by leasing it back to them, that they are going to go out there and spike violent crime? Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's essentially what she's saying. That's exactly what she's saying. She's making an idiotic correlation here that guns equal crime. Guns equal felony. Guns equal murder. Therefore, guns bad. Oh, for you anyway. For you people, you little lowly peons in the citizenry, guns bad for you. Guns good for me. Guns good for the uh, the police superintendent named Bruin. Guns good for Letitia James. Guns good to protect us in high places, but not you, lowly little citizens, in low places. Guns for us, good. Guns for you, bad. Sounds a lot like Animal Farm, doesn't it?
And what are you talking about your ability to keep New Yorkers safe? If you had that ability, why aren't you keeping them safe? Why do you have such a violent crime spike in New York, governess? Mayor Eric Adams uh, stated, uh, he's, he's the mayor of New York City, he said that the temporary restraining order would make it harder for us to protect New Yorkers. Okay, again I say, you're not doing it now. A, a tweet from New York Attorney General Letitia James, she said, our communities are plagued by gun violence and we must be able to enact common sense laws to protect New Yorkers. My office will appeal today's ruling on our state's concealed carry gun laws and continue to fight for the safety of every New Yorker. Nope, that's a lie. You're fighting for the safety of the ruling party, lady, and for the criminals in low places. You know, the ones you're currently using, and uh, by not, in, not enforcing laws against them, you're using them to spike the violent crime rate, along with all the other communists there. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. So that people will cry out to you for, uh, for safety and cry out to you for protection. You know, I brought that up before on this program. They, they, these, these totalitarians love for the people to cry out to them, do something to protect us, because they're afflicted with a divinity complex. That's exactly right. Back to the article. The gun control lobby is also predictably freaking out with Eric Tershwell, who heads up every town's uh, in-house law firm calling Sotheby an activist judge who's attempting to, quote, undermine New York's effort to protect public safety by keeping guns out of the subways, playgrounds, and other sensitive lo public locations. Okay, what if they're in the hands of good people? Oh, that's right. No one in the citizenry is a good person to you. Yes, because they are a different class. You're the ruling class, aren't you, Mr. Tershwell? Uh-huh, you think you are. You and all the others there at Commie Mommies. Mr. Edwards said in the article, he said, the problem, of course, is that New York isn't keeping guns out of those locations. It's only preventing law-abiding citizens from defending themselves in the vast majority of publicly accessible places. Amen. That is exactly right. Now, I like what Mr. Edwards writes next. He says, to be fair, anti-gun activists have good reason to gnash their teeth and pull their hair over Sotheby's ruling on Thursday. His opinion is just a sign of what the future holds in store for their plans to criminalize the right to keep and bear arms. Adam Winkler, a law professor at the University of California, Los Angeles, who specializes in constitutional law and gun policy, stated, this opinion is a signal to all the states enacting gun laws that the chances of those laws surviving in court are slim. Yes, and I'm, that's how I'm seeing it too. It's really a signal that courts are prepared to strike down many more gun laws than ever before. Good. That needs to happen all the way back to the National Firearms Act of 1934. He added, that is Mr. Winkler, he said, uh, a case like this, even if it's not the final word, encourages people across the country to challenge gun laws in search of 
a similar victory. And people, you've heard me on this program say so many times, stay in constant contact with your representatives. You constantly let them know where you stand on the issues. But not only that, people, don't be afraid to defend yourself and your rights in court. There are plenty of good organizations that will assist you. Just like uh, the anti-gunners have the litigious wings of every town for gun safety and Brady Group and Giffords and all that crap. Well, we have Second Amendment Foundation. We have the Firearms Policy Coalition. We have GOA. All of these people will fight like Hades to help you out. You let them know if you're dealing with a major infringement of your rights, and you know what? Your name might end up on a Supreme Court case too. I mean, I'm not saying do it for that. Never do it for that, of course. Uh, you don't do things for self-aggrandizement and, and, and for the sake of popularity. I would hope not. Uh, you fight for your rights, and when you do so, you're fighting for the rights of others. Good. That's the way it should be. So when Mr. Winkler said a case like this, even if it's not the final word, does encourage people across the country to challenge gun laws in search of a similar victory, that is a, great, that is a fantastic statement and very timely. I'm going to tell you something, people. When you are bold enough to stand up and, and, and speak out and speak the truth, you will encourage other people to do that too. And so that is exactly what Mr. Winkler is saying here. Hey, these people did it. You do it too. People have stood up and said, this is wrong. Okay. You stand up and say it's wrong too. Now, earlier in the program, I told you that, um, I told you about Mr. Kevin Bruin, who's the New York state police superintendent whose name is now permanently associated with defeat by the recent Supreme Court decision, uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, uh, suddenly he has resigned under a cloud of allegations of official misconduct. This was the same little totalitarian wannabe who made life so difficult for New York residents to defend themselves and their families with firearms by vigorously enforcing the may issue standard or showing good cause for carry permits. And funny how he and his kind in high places always seem to be the ones who are the most corrupt. That's why it seems to me that a lot of these laws are aimed at preemptive defense against the citizen class by the ruling class. Oh, they want to be as corrupt as they can be, as, as they can get away with. They want to be able to do what they want when they want and shun the laws that, don't, that they don't agree with, the ones that are inconvenient to them. Oh, that law, well, that's good for you, but not for me. Mm -hmm. Guns for thee, but I mean, for me, but not for thee. Laws for you, but not for me. Yes, I am the part of the ruling class. Uh, kneel and kiss my ring, and I just might allow you to leash your right back to defend yourself by carrying a firearm. Ah, funny how the wheels turn, is it not? Well, I'll be keeping an eye on this and other cases coming down the pike and some that are already in the court. 
uh, planning on having a representative from GOA, whether it be Mr. Pratt or uh, whether it be uh, who I call the Cuban constitutionalist, Mr. Luis Valdez. Uh, I want to have them on the program soon to talk about new cases coming up. Plus, I'm going to try to rope in Mr. Eric Friday, who's general counsel for Florida Carey. Have him on the program again, too, to give encouragement just like this to us to show us all that the fight is not lost. And there are still some courts with some constitutional sensibility. Well, until then, you keep your powder dry, keep your head on a swivel, and I'm going to just pour it to you again about keeping in contact with your representatives. Keep a loaded handgun on your person, keep spare magazines with you too, and never forget, incoming rounds always have the right of way. Royce out. So turn it on, tune in.